me tell you about a man that I have met. They call him Captain or Wizard, don't forget. CJ Morgan's his name and he wanted to start a show. So we did. Now you're listening to him on that dang old radio. From 100 degrees, is the grid going to fail because we're pumping out too much AC? Are we running out of water to, in a week it feels like, is the grid going to fail because it's too cold and is there too much water? Welcome, Austin, to the lovely changes in weather that you're all going to be experiencing if you attended ACL Fest and thought, oh, it's so pretty here. It's so nice It's so here. lovely. Oh, man, I could live in Austin. Austin has the best weather, This is actually. the best weather. It's I was very also, consistent. I was here for South By, and it was the same. Yeah. yeah it was just so beautiful. Uh, welcome. This is what it's like. It's going to switch, throw, and go back and forth. But what I'm mainly concerned about now is my Halloween uh, decorations. Like, one... Is anyone going to come trick-or-treat in this crap? Two, all of my outdoor stuff is based on electricity and lighting and things that don't really work well with water. The, In fact, the giant alien inflatable I got is soaked with water, so when you plug it in to get it blown up, there's a fan that just goes... Ew. Blah, 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 blah. That yeah, kind of makes it scarier, though. Yeah, just a floppy alien not working. It was like a melting like goo. It was funny because, you know, it's one of those like six foot inflatable things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I blew it up a little bit and it looked like it was doing the Matrix because it was folded (laughs) over like bullets are coming at it. That was that was kind of cool because it was still trying to flop and move, so it really did look like Keanu Reeves doing the bullet dodging. Uh huh. And now I have to change my entire theme to Alien Matrix yeah. in one day. Oh man, what are you time. gonna do? <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do. Uh, I also need white pants. Why do you need white pants for my costume? I need white pants. Oh, so go, go buy some. Where? No one has white pants. It's after uh, it's after Labor Day, Emily. People still sell white pants. Where do I get white? Old Navy. Sure. I'm asking Kohl's? you seriously. I don't know where to go. Maybe Kohl's. I don't know. I haven't been to Kohl's in a while. I'm, I know Nick from the morning show just went and uh, he has some Kohl's cash. If you want okay. to borrow some. You know what? I might need to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goodwill. That's where I'm going to find the rest of my Halloween <laughs> Maybe. costume here's for the, tomorrow. Here's the thing is I'm a bit of a chunk monk and my pant size is the pant size that every dude in Austin has. Oh. Every I, bearded, middle-aged, hipster, you all have the beer guts. aging dad mm-hmm. wears the same pants so I can never find them. And then I went Man. to the Army-Navy store to buy some, uh, I was like, oh, white pants, all of naval stuff there. Plus, I'm getting all uniforms, of course, because I am uh, I am the captain, and it's what y'all have to wear. Um, but the, you know, military pant sizes, are it's a different grid system, and I bought some pants that looked like they fit, and I brought them home, and I was like, these yeah. do not fit. Yeah, that's that sucks. Turns um, out when you're in the Navy, you can't quite just have a... A pooch tum poking out. <laughs> it's the fat <laughs> gut no butt. Fat <laughs> gut no butt all the uh, way. Amazon's not going to get to you in time either, man. I don't. I don't know. You might. You know what? Do you I'll, have an win- old pair of jeans? Uh, yeah, I have these, but they're white. They're not white. They don't match. It's um, not white enough. Just, just bleach them. Just do the hillbilly style. I've done that thrifting. before, and they come out yellow. Yeah, <laughs> it, does, it doesn't, doesn't work it doesn't like doesn't that, work. Emily. Happy National Audio Drama Day! Woo! Today we 
celebrate World Audio Drama Day, which really just celebrates storytelling through sound. But it more importantly recognizes how storytelling and drama have evolved over the years to include more things than just using your voice, than using the instruments around you, than even using massive broadcast to get the audio dramas out across a large scape of human populations, as we are doing today, right now. And no, this audio drama it doesn't have anything to do with uh, the the infighting, the gossip in the radio building. Aww, Nothing man. to do with that. Nothing. Uh, I did happen to find a, a a homework assignment that I did in college. We were supposed to do like a vaudevillian type audio drama. <laughs> okay. Um, and so instead, I, it was it was about a minute long. Instead, I just made something dumb and bizarre because I'm an idiot. Uh, would y'all like to hear my, my homework assignment for World Audio Drama Day? Give me some what, audio. What dumb young CJ did so many years ago. All right, here's an excerpt of my homework assignment for World Audio Drama Day. Remember, I was in college, so if I cuss, it was just college CJ. It was cooler back then. My endeavor was designed to give small swarms of bees to the homeless in our community. It would provide jobs for those without while cultivating the tiny creatures that keep us alive by pollinating household shrubberies. A small covert side project was to train the best of these hobo beekeepers to be my personal guard and army of lethal assassins. Unfortunately, many of them began to grow in strength and formed independent factions. Powerful vagrant warlords amassed legions of deadly hives. Then... Perhaps seduced by the riches of their offspring's nectar, they grew paranoid and began to war with the other guilds. The bees themselves realized their rulers could not be trusted. The tiny creatures turned on their masters and slaughtered them by the dozens. So that's just an excerpt of the dumb assignment I had to do, and you both look very uncomfortable with how bad that was. There's no way that you recorded that back in college. It sounds like you recorded it yesterday. It was college radio. So we had radio state. Like no, we had no, equipment no. to do. I'm talking about your humor. You still have the B joke? I mean, it didn't evolve until much later. Yeah. That was probably the first time I used the B thing, and then wow. I forgot about wow. it for a while. So this is Captain's history. And here. then I this brought is. it back. But because we were supposed basically the thing was was to do an audio telling of a story and use like sound effects and music to punch it up. Mm -hmm. So I used really bad a you can also tell that I hadn't quite learned how to level things properly. Still really haven't because the music <laughs> was way too loud and you couldn't really hear the sword fighting and punches. Uh, and the beat sound effects were too loud. But that was that was what I turned in. Everyone else did like little quick jokes and like spoofs on radio programs. You got an A plus, I'm assuming. But I, I, I don't know. I don't remember. I think so. I was pretty good in that class. But yeah. that was. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's National World Audio Drama Day. I think we should change it and say National C.J. Morgan B Day. It's, this it is. is what day? B Day. Bees! B Day! Fall down on B Day! Rest in peace to a friend. And now it's time for Emily's social cues. 
Yeah, literally Saturday night as yeah. we're out doing stuff, found out that uh, Matthew Perry had uh, passed away. Yep. And he even said in a, he was re-quoting someone in an interview once that, you know, it's got to be weird or sad to be a person that everyone's shocked when you die, but it's not unexpected. Yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what happened. Also, the drowning thing, which was, uh, I guess, reported Very right sad. away that it was rumored that he had drowned. Yeah, um, on Saturday night, he passed away at the age of 54, and I believe it was something about that he he died in his hot tub, or he was found unresponsive in his hot hot tub at his home, Um, and the cause of death is still unknown, but, you know, he has been having issues with substance abuse, which he has previously, like, written about and so yeah, it's other kind of people with and stuff. It's kind of rumored that maybe that was the cause of it. I, I like a relapse. Yeah, like a relapse. Or but a lot of times when you've had years of substance abuse, like your heart and even liver just yeah. go out on you sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So it, it made me really upset, and um, I looked at. Okay, well, first it of made all, me realize how many people are th- still this into friends. I didn't think it was. Oh yeah, still that big of a deal. I was friends like, friends is a huge. Huge, huge deal. Um, But what I was going to say is not funny, but funny. When I checked the news and I saw that Matthew Perry died, the first thing that hit me was not Matthew Perry from Friends. It was actually this guy that I went to high school with that was also named Matthew Perry. And you were like, why is he in the news? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, wait, this isn't the kid I went to high school with that was also named Matthew Perry. This is actually Matthew Perry. Are you showing me a Matthew Perry meme right now? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's not even a meme. It's just a screenshot. Um, sorry, I've been laughing at the very inappropriate things. You have things. been. I've, no, I've noticed. Oh, my god! I mean, I'm not. I can't even say these memes that I know, CJ I'm is not, showing me I'm not posting air. and sharing them. I'm just laughing at I'm just saving them to my phone Yeah. to then send to friends and really inappropriate text. But I, I did have someone, like a few people, like, dude, not cool. Too soon when I shared this. I did see so that one. there's all the Friends cast, and it has Matthew Perry black and white and someone shared that on Facebook and I wouldn't and I just reshared it and I said one down oh my but God. it wasn't because I was actually trying to be macabre or too <sighs> soon or edgy it's because sharing this in a tribute is so corny it is really it corny. is it is almost worse and cringe than making fun of his death via meme it is it's all the friends cast and he's just black and white. Yeah. Like that how that is so cheesy and corny and disres- to me that's more disrespectful. It's like when when Paul Walker passed away and people were sharing a photo of him sitting on a car with angel wings. Yeah. It's like who, who does this? You're only know. asking me to make fun of it because you're being over the top corny and disrespectful. People grieve in their own ways and like you said earlier, friends I guess meant a lot. Why are you grieving lot. for a celebrity you never met? Well, because like friends meant a lot to people. Friends was like sure, but just one of those happy-go-lucky sitcoms. Go get real friends. I, I agree, but it was one of those happy-go-lucky sitcoms that people enjoyed watching because they're like, I feel connected to them. It's like I'm friends with them. Okay. So it's it's sad. Um, people can grieve in their own own way. I haven't heard anything about any of the other friends cast like commenting about it yet. I'm sure that that's going to happen. I don't at some know if point. they were still friends later on or not friends. Yeah. Um. But I mean, when it comes to sharing memes, when is it not too early? Like, when is it time? <sighs> Twenty-four hours. 
You give it a good 24 hours. 24 hours? Yeah. yeah. Really? Would you? Know. How would you feel if somebody shared a meme about you, about your death? I I'd think you would love it. I'd be like, damn, I'm famous enough for someone to share a meme about my death? I mean, yeah. you'd, you'd be dead, but Whoa. yeah. Um, also, like, it's- I don't think it matters because there's people with different sensibilities all over the internet. Uh, the ones that are going to do it are going to do it. Yeah. So I feel like if you're a decent person, do it. Maybe save it <laughs> and then share it after 24 hours. Once it's know, funny. Man. Yeah, once it, once it's funny. And at least to me personally, I don't think it's funny yet. I think you got, this is going to sound awful, but I think you have to get another famous celebrity death before you're able to make fun of the previous one. Okay, that seems fair. You know, I think you should have like, you know, right, a so, moment so of respect. So we're moving on. Yeah, and then once you move on, I think the memes could be shelled out. But that's that's not how it goes. Everybody, you who know, are, wants to share things early. We, be are first. We, who are we holding this back from? <laughs> what do you mean? Like, why is it too soon? Why is yeah, it a rule? Yeah, it's not you like know, he, he has a family. They're not going to see it. That's how true. do you know? How do you know they're not going to see I, it? It's it's one thing if it was like some high school kid in Austin and people are making fun of that. That's messed up. Yeah. Like beyond anything, because it's not like a, a well-known celebrity that no one here is friends with. Well, you literally, say but that. It's, it's, also, to me, when it when it's that level of fame and celebrity, there's an abstract distance that you are from it actually being a human being. Mm-hmm. When it comes to like these the zeitgeist of the internet and all that, I'm not saying he's not a human being, yeah. and it doesn't matter. I'm saying the idea and image was a of that person, right? yeah, massive we, disconnect. He wasn't actually our friend, but we had this sort of parasocial relationship with him by watching Friends. Of course, a lot of us growing up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. How there is often, no answer, I don't think. How often um, were you like watching Friends? Did you watch it when it no, would air? Barely. Really? I, I didn't like it. I thought it was dumb. I liked Chandler Bing and Joey because Joey was dumb. Because Joey was dumb. <laughs> he was kind of a dumb character. He was funny and, yeah. and nice. Because yeah, for, for me, Friends, and I feel like a lot of my my friends who enjoy this show, we grew up with it. My parents would watch it every single night. We'd come on TLC, reruns on TLC, and we would rewatch it and whatever. And so Dang, I, that's really old. Yeah. So I, I associate him with my parents and everything else. And it's kind of sad to have another sitcom where we're starting to get where people are dying. You know, rest in peace, Betty White. Yeah. But soon enough, we're going <laughs> to age out. hundred. Our own mortality did. approaches. It sucks to see these things happening, yeah. It does. It just reminds us that we're all going to die someday. I mean, make fun of me all you want. That's fine. That that makes me... That's the only way so, people will remember me. When are you going to share these memes, CJ? I'm not. More I, importantly, when are you going to die? Hopefully soon. God. Hopefully soon. Oh, kidding, don't man. say that. What the hell? Yes, we really did x-ray Halloween candy. It's Parent Pickup with your friend Matt Bearden. And don't worry, kids. It's really easy if you just send a pre-addressed stamped envelope to the radio station for $9.99. We will include your very own x-ray specs. It's self-addressed stamped envelope. Yeah, I messed I it up. It's been a, a say, say. Yeah, I haven't I, heard one of those in a while. Yeah, well, nobody has sent a piece of a mail in a while, which ties us back into this. Uh, I saw this this morning on one of the local uh, Austin news sites, Axios. Uh, they were talking about, yeah, it turns out in the 80s, they used to x-ray candy. And I was like, yep, I clearly remember this. I Wait, really? I absolutely remember kidding. this. Not kidding at all. Um, 
you could go by hospitals and stuff and put your candy, your bag of candy your up there. Halloween candy? Yeah, People Halloween wanted candy. to kill kids that badly in the 80s? Why no. not? Here's the thing. No one wanted to kill kids in the 80s. But in the 80s, just the same as now, think of how rampantly misinformation goes out across TikTok, uh, Instagram, Twitter, sure. any of these sites, Facebook. The same thing used to happen back then, and people couldn't really verify it. There were these stories that all these people were putting poison and uh, razor blades and staples and needles in kids' candy, and it just wasn't true. Didn't mm-hmm. happen. Now, there was somebody who tampered with Tylenol yeah, way back that, in the day. Yeah, that was uh, in Chicago, and it gave everyone the fear that this was always and forever going to happen. Yeah, but and this it was is- just one kind of nutter. Now, when you go buy like a, a soda, like a Coca-Cola— Right? Sure. If you were to go, it has that little ring so that when you twist Pop it, it off, off yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that did not used to exist, Emily. You didn't used to have that on a twist-off Coke bottle. In fact, really? when you go right now and you buy anything and it has like a, 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 a foil seal on it or whatever. It's, it's because yeah. of the Tylenol it's thing. It's all because of the Tylenol and thing. No, those are all called tamper-resistant packaging. None of that used to exist. You could open any package anywhere if you wanted to. There was a huge panic that happened where people were like, I found a razor blade in my Coke, and that would wash across the national news. Right. Then it turned out that person was lying. Yeah. The person who said, I found a finger in my chili. Yeah. Turned out that they were lying. And so what happened is there was one father who did... Poison his own child. It was very sad and had to do with a custody case. And he poisoned his child via candy. Somehow that story got twisted into that there were people just wantonly wanting to fill your kids with uh, with poison. Then there were stories about that people were passing out free Drugs. Guess what? I've never met a druggie in my entire life who wanted to give away their drugs to no, kids for free. No, absolutely not. For no money. The fact is, it's never really happened. But I do remember a clear time when uh, they started changing. They started saying, okay, we'll come to the mall. We'll trick or treat at the mall instead because you can trust the stores. At the mall. Or yes. they do trunk or treats. Yes. So yes, you, would leave, yes. you would leave your neighborhood because you couldn't trust your neighbors. And you would go to the mall and you would walk from Dillard's to... Macy's, what else used to be open? Foley's. Uh, and you would walk from these, you know, from store to store, and the employees wow. who already were overworked and didn't want to be there now had to pass out candy to kids. What an individualistic society we are that we can't even trust our neighbors. Yes. How and sad. then they started tampering with the Orange Juliuses and <laughs> dipping dots, and we were really screwed. No, it's nowhere sacred and safe. Well, every year another scare story comes out. I'm not saying that nothing will ever happen to someone, but the chances, if you look at statistically speaking, are non-existent. Yeah. Um, I've just, but when I saw that article, I was like, oh, I remember clearly. Now I was super young. But I do remember clearly, and we didn't go to the hospital. My mother was like, just eat your candy. Shut up. Uh, But I do remember a time when I remember thinking, oh, my God, I need to have this candy x-rayed. And my mother's saying no. And then me very carefully (laughs) taking a butter knife and then cutting into all of my candy. To make sure it it had a nail in it. Now you know what you have to look out for. Immigrants in drag bringing in weed candies from Colorado and buying houses in your neighborhood to give it away. Oh, you're in the same Facebook groups I am. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Sacrificing body, mind, and spirit for the perfect D's Nuts joke. The C.J. Morgan Show on 101X. It's your last chance to go to a bar and get super spooky with special Halloween-themed drinks and entire setups. You look fat as I'm getting very concerned with the integrity of our organization here. C.J. You have gained, I mean, 50 pounds of fat. The man is carrying around trash bags filled with Mexican foods. CJ is fat. If you've been putting off your chance to go see your favorite Austin bar or just one in your neighborhoods, Halloween theme, uh, you got two more days to literally do that. Of course, the oh most most popular one is probably Nickel City, right, where they uh, do the entire Most Tavern. Yeah, that one's the, that one's for fun. the month of uh, October. But there's usually a line there. And do they do it every year? Every year, really? Yeah. Uh, I, I drove by Gibson Street Bar Friday night, and they're doing their traditional nightmare on Gibson Street. Uh-huh. And there was a line around the block, probably 8, 9 o'clock-ish. Oh my so God. good luck. But Emily, you have a friend that said, hey, I want to do some of this, Emily. Let's go do it. Yeah, she uh, earlier went to Hootenanny up in Round Rock to go to their Leaky Cauldron-themed bar. And I guess since she went to that one, she's been inspired and told me, hey, you know what? For Halloween, what if we just like hit up all of the Halloween themed bars? I think that'd be so fun. And I told her, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. That sounds like a terrible idea. And she goes, oh on my Halloween. gosh, come on, have some fun. Also, this will be fun. You're, you're essentially going to be waiting in line to get into all these bars on yes. Halloween night because it's the night. We're that not going to get into any bars. Now, Friday and Saturday might have been the most packed, but you're going to, I feel, be doing the same thing. Yeah, and it'll be super crowded and it, it's just going to be extra expensive and I mean, I feel like I've already missed out, you know. I've maybe, missed out on the themed Maybe bars. not. Uh, let's start with Little Drinks Lounge on South Congress. Uh, they're doing slasher films and a Halloween pop-up there. I've already mentioned Gibson Street's annual nightmare on Gibson Street. Uh, Lucille, the Rainy Street Bar, is doing a American Horror Story theme. Ooh. Uh, this also might be old because literally the article I pulled up is from last year. Oh, really? Yeah, I realized that right before we went on air. That's why I said, oh, crap, right before I turned the mics on. Oh, I see. But a lot of these bars do the same thing again and again and again. Uh, Lefty's Brick Bar is doing Little Shop of Horrors, or maybe not. But maybe so. Lefty's Shop of Horrors. I already mentioned I have another, uh, Nickel article, City. If you'd like. Uh, th- please pull it up. Uh, Nickel City, <laughs> for sure, uh, doing the Moe's Tavern from The Simpsons, which they have done every single year. I do know that King B is uh, teaming up with Black Lagoon, and they're doing a uh, special thing uh, for Halloween night that also includes uh, a bunch of other activities going on. And we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But, Emily, what did you find as far as Halloween pop-ups where we can escape the normal city and get into something spooky? Ah! Everything you've said has been accurate. So that's good. 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 So Gibson Street Bar does have Nightmare on Gibson Street. Lefties does have Lefties Shop of Horrors. The only difference is instead of closing on Wednesday, they're closing uh, on Tuesday. Tuesday. They'll be done. Okay, good. Uh, Lucille Patio Lounge has uh, the, the Rainy Street Horror Story, so you were right about that. But we've also got, did you mention the Black Lagoon? Yeah, at uh, King Bee, correct? Yep. Yeah, it's the famous New Orleans uh, Halloween pop-up teaming up with them. Mm -hmm. And they're also doing something special on Halloween Day, which we'll talk more about tomorrow. What about, Emily, is there anything for those of us that live on the fringes of not just society, 
but maybe Austin. The fringes? Uh, not that I know. Yeah, it's Sorry. already scary enough living in Round Rock. It oh, is. Oh God, I'm in the suburbs. I thought I would be cool forever. Oh, oh. that works. Oh, that okay, works good. Too. Uh, we'll also have more tomorrow with actual specific things to do at different places on Halloween night itself. If you're not just going to trick or treat, or once it gets dark and you're done with the kiddos. Go out, have some fun, and we'll have a very special C, a very spooky special CJ's Fat. Matt, you're old. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was, was there an age or a turning point where like young people stopped interacting with you, where dudes just ignored you, young ladies didn't kind of like talk or flirt? Like, did it, was there just a point when that happened? I think I just, I think I just went over that hill. It hasn't happened for me yet. I know it's because you got those eyes. I guess so. Dang it. Uh, it definitely happened for me this weekend. I definitely realized, um, oh, I'm there. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm now someone's dad. Yeah, well, yeah, I do get that sometimes. And it de- it really does depend on the situation, honestly. But, yes, there was a time when Returning I Returning to your college fraternity? Is well, that a situation no, that should happen? never in a college fraternity, so I can't make that return. But it, what's funny is, yes, I mean, I have a story where I finally realized that I... Looked older when I scared college co-eds. But go ahead with what you're... Yeah, same thing. And I've noticed it at work, too, because we had, you know, we have different generations that come in, is what I'll say, in promotions and sales assistants to where they're, they're like 22 to 24. And we roll through these younger generations. And recently at work, I'm like, oh, it used to be like talky, flirty, fun, but now it's it's not. Now it's like, you're the person that they look up to, and no, you're the I'm responsible one. Well, you also you run a show. I mean, you are essentially seen as uh, the man. More uh, reason you're in management, to... and and that's that's that makes you scary and not as much fun to hang out with. <sighs> Nobody <sighs> wants to do DMT with their manager. <laughs> You Thank know, you, Emily, for understanding yeah, where I'm coming from. Yeah. I, I guess you're absolutely right. Yes, that yes. doesn't make it fun. Well, I experienced this uh, pretty hard this weekend. Going back to relive my glory days as a fraternity alumni, a college alumni. Went back to my college town, and I was ready with, with some of my bros. We were going to party hard and live it up. Turns out we're just kind of old, and uh, I'll, I'll tell that full story coming up. All right, gang, I did it. I returned to my glory days of... Of college, of living in a fraternity, of all that, and it was uh, it was this weekend. I went back to San Marcos, went to our homecoming football game, did it all, did it all, all yeah. day long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a buddy come in town who lived with me at the fraternity house, and another buddy, and we all got up in the morning and drove on down to San Marcos. I had uh, I had a, a pack of five-hour energies for us. <laughs> this sounds Ooh-hoo. horrendous. I but. had some Gatorades and a change of t-shirt. A well, change. it was horrendous because uh, as soon as we got there, the I was fine to go, but my, my two buddies realized the game wasn't until 6 p.m. because we were going to our old fraternity house, then going to tailgate, then going to the game, and we're heading down there at like noon because that's when the o- older other alumni guys said that's when we're all meeting up. And then these two realized the game wasn't until six. And they're like, well, what are we going to do? Yeah, Should we yeah. like make reservations for lunch? Should we? And I'm yeah. like, what? No, you, you go to the tailgate and party. That's what you do. You just go down there and you show up and where it takes you, it takes you. 
Uh, so I was I was already a little worried, and then on the way I was like, "Hey man, you want to hit this pin?" And my buddy's like, "No, dude, <laughs> I don't want to hit this pin." No, yeah. that sucks that your friends weren't in on the let's pretend we're young and fun again. Train. It's not even pretending young. When you're young and fun, you have a desire to either get messed up mm-hmm. or to hook up. And when you get to a certain age, when you have I don't know a mortgage. Neither of those is as appealing, especially once you have kids because you're just exhausted all the time. And And so it's like, what is the point of any of this anymore? And let's be honest, like we're, you know, one of them's married, I'm engaged, the other one's married with a kid. Like hooking up's not an option, so that only leaves one other thing. Right. Uh, But anyhow, it did turn out to be pretty fun. We, We get to the fraternity house. There's, we're already late. I'd pushed it back just because they were complaining about the, you know, the game not being till six. And it was hot. It was very hot Saturday, humid. Uh, but we get there, and this guy kind of walks up to a young guy, walks up to my truck, and, he, and I'm like, hey, CJ Morgan, Kai class. And he's like, oh, hello, sir. How are you? And then I introduce uh, my buddy, and they're like, oh, hi, sir. Uh, sir. Well, yeah, because they're new members, sir. so they have to call everyone sir. That's, oh, really? Well, my buddies were like, no, dude, they were all calling us sir. And I was like, yeah, because they're, they're they're new members. They have to. And like, no, no dude. You're the age of their kid. You're the you're the age of their parents. Yes. yes. Anyhow, the cool thing was is we were going to get a ride share, but he's like, hey, do y'all need a ride? Because they were shuttling. So we get into uh, this other young dude's truck, and he's driving us, and we're trying to talk to him, and it's just not happening. But he did say, like, hey, I'm surprised at how many alumni showed up this weekend. And I was like, oh, thank God. Some of my Pledge Brothers will be there. Some of the older guys will be there. Right. Uh, he takes us right up to where our tailgate's at. It's huge. Um, another kid jumps out of the back of the truck. He walks us in to where, like, these five really young guys are, are kind of doing security. And we're uh-huh. like, hey, what's up? We give them high fives and say what's up. Um, we walk in, and I'm looking around. I'm like, all right, I'm going to look for one of the older guys, one of the presidents of the alumni chapter. And I'm looking, I'm looking, and my, my other buddy goes, hey, man, like, we're the oldest guys here. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I, I, so I, I set down my cooler that I brought, by the way. Oh, my goodness. To grab me and that one buddy in a non-alcoholic beer. Glory days. I tell my other friend, I was like, oh, hey, man, the bar's back there. Just go go get a beer. Um, and they'll know we're alumni because, again, we're the oldest guys there. And we're looking right. around. And I'm like, I thought that kid that said, like, he said, there's a lot of alumni here this weekend, right? right? And they're like, yeah. And I kind of look around. I was like, wait. So the 28-year-olds and 29-year-olds. Yeah, not even that. It's 25-year-olds. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because the the kid that dropped us off, his his uh, his brother was a alumni, and he's right. like, yeah, my brother's here, and I, I came down because of him, and, and he was class of 21. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were the oldest guys there, but that wasn't gonna phase us. I was I was determined to tailgate and hang out, and they're like, hey man, I don't want to stand in the sun all day. Let's go to the square and eat. So we. We go to the downtown square, which is a 20-minute walk, man. That was tough, wasn't it? In the sun. It uh-huh. was, Emily, it With was, your plantar fasciitis. It was <laughs> yep. very tough. And then, like, two of the bars I know where the old dudes would hang out with are closed. Uh, we, we essentially bar hop. A bar is closed on football weekend? Because everyone's tailgating. Uh. So there were none of the bars, and I can tell they're getting frustrated because there's nowhere to hang out with the older guys. So they the, the guy did say, yeah. They we don't all- have a Lubies down in San Marcos? No. <laughs> so we, we're looking for a place called Jimmy's where all the guys hang out. And uh, my, 
My friend asks this girl going across the crosswalk who's really young. He goes, oh, hey, hey. And she like kind of freaks out. And he goes, yes, officer. Hey, hey uh, where's Jimmy's? And she goes, like the sandwich shop? Like Jimmy Shots? <laughs> yeah. Like we're just so confused. Oh, no. Turns out a bartender tells us, oh, do y'all mean Chimmy's? <laughs> Oh, so no. We go to the gym. Do y'all mean Chuggies? Yeah, that's pretty. No cap. I didn't drop that. I wanted to, but for I For real, for real. Um, we find Chimmies, and it's the same thing. There's, like, a bunch of dudes. I see some of the guys, like, in a polo with the fraternity embroidered, but they're, like, 25. And right. I'm like, I can't go up to that table. Right. Where are they? So where? Hey, you never fellow found them? pledges. I'll tell that coming back. All right. Oh. Promise to take it easy, you know? What do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. You've come a long way since Frank the Tank, and we don't want him coming back now, do we? Honey, <laughs> Frank the Tank is not coming back, okay? That, that part of me is over. It's water under the bridge. I promise. Yeah! Yeah! All right, so, so far, I was uh, talking about my glory days, returning to my fraternity for alumni homecoming weekend. Yeah, you found out this weekend that you're... You're, you're having a harder time making fun of me for being quote-unquote old. Yeah, absolutely, because all the fraternity, like, the one of the guys, the new members that shuttled us to the tailgate was like, dang, there are a lot of alumni here this weekend. We get there, we're the oldest guys there. Everyone's calling us sir. Um, I had to pick up my cooler I brought to get a beer out at one point because it's non-alcoholic because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go to the bar they have, and there's some girls right there, and I'm like, oh, excuse me, man, sorry, sorry. And they, like, Shudder away from me. Like, you know when you turn a light on? And I hate to compare ladies to cockroaches, but... And they just run away. It's kind of like I walked into the kitchen and they just skittered away. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I'm not like... And I realized, like, oh, I can't... They're, they're, they're so young. I can't make jokes. I can't... No. Nope. I can't... No. Nope. There's. I can't do anything. You can't talk to other, them. I can't. You just can't. Absolutely not. Nope. And I didn't. Um, all the guys were calling us, sir. We were bar hopping, trying to to meet up with uh, maybe some of the guys are because you got to remember there's an entire generation of older of guys older than us there's guys up until their 60s from my age up until their 60s I'm not seeing any of them we're the oldest guys at this thing finally my Facebook once we get away from the tailgate in downtown my Facebook messages start working and they're like oh yeah man I'm still in Houston oh I'm still in Austin I'll be there tomorrow from noon to four we're having the meeting and fundraiser at the Omni Hotel right. and I'm like but I talked to y'all about this about the alumni weekend not not going so I was basically invited to the meeting portion of <laughs> the alumni weekend not the tailgate hangout not the fun part and one of our older guys Rob <laughs> he, he's one of the founders he was like give him hell CJ show him how it's done and I'm like I can't yeah, I'm alone in I'm, this. Yeah, I, they don't. None of them. So did you meet? You didn't meet up with them at all. I'm none of the old guys. No, none of the guys my age are older at all. It's because they're all busy with their wives. Well, no, and it's because they've all reached an age where they have common sense and they know that that's not for them. Well, yeah, it's they, not for they them. also they had a golf tournament the weekend before, and I'm like, I'm not going to the golf tournament. I'm going to the tailgate. Yeah, the tailgate was for the 30 and under crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. But welcome, we, welcome to being over thirty. Good news, we did go to the football game. Good. That was a lot of fun. Did Did you win? No. Uh, no. No. Did not no, win. Painfully. Oh. Painfully did. It started yeah. out with a touchdown. Started out fantastic. Right away, which I missed because one of the buddies was. I was like, let's get to our seats, and we were right in front of the end zone. 
where the touchdown happened, and my buddy's like, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom really bad. And oh my gosh, you guys are so old. And then yeah. so we all decide, was the, was the Metamucil running through I you guess guys? so, and then we all decide, oh, you know what, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom too. No, thankfully you were wearing your Depends, so you oh, really didn't yeah. have to. Hey man, we were still kind of cool. I, I took some LSD. <laughs> Another buddy did too, so we were we were having fun. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get to the seats. I we, think the fact that your LSD is fortified with calcium says a lot about you guys. I know, I know. Uh, anyhow, I'm excited. At least we're here for the game. The game's fun. Crowds around us is good. And then at halftime, they're like, we should leave. And I'm like, but I bought tickets. Ends <laughs> and like, ah, let's let's get back to the let's get back to the car. Let's hey. They wanted to leave. We got early those. They did. We, we to miss the traffic. Yes. Oh. But this is where we did Ooh. something really cool. As we're waiting on our Uber XL to come pick us up, uh, my buddy's like, hey, we should scooter. So we scooter. We got those electronic scooters Aww. and scootered five miles back to the fraternity house. And was like yelling and just driving through San Marcos. That was the most fun, mind you. It was a blast until we're heading up Ranch Road 12 and get out of the city limits and these things go. Yeah. They have a range. Yeah. Yep. And then not only is the range done, but we can't end the ride. So we have to push these back to find wherever this mystical range is. Then walk a quarter mile back to the fraternity house where they're setting up after tailgate for the after party, old and very sweaty. I was about it's to still say, very humid and hot. Yeah, I bet you uh, both show you all showed up pretty moist. We did, and we went to the bathroom and decided not to stay for the after party at all. Went back and we're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get our stuff back to we're gonna reorganize at Brent's house. And I'm like, I got the you wanna chug these five hour energies now? Y'all better chug them now because if we get back, we're not gonna want to go out. Get back, start watching the Rangers. I look over and they're both falling asleep. Of course. Oh, and I'm man. like, all right. And I text. I'm like, honey, do you want anything from Taco Cabana? I'm coming home. And that was the end of it. What time? Uh, ten thirty. <laughs> and <laughs> mind you, I thought we were gonna. Do the after party with yeah. the fraternity. Yeah. Then go downtown Austin. Couldn't even make it to midnight. This huh? story brought to you by the ABC Sunday Night Lineup. How cool would it be if you could forget completely that you ever watched some of your favorite movies and then watch them again? And now it's time for the nerd report. I just wanted to say that. That I'm a nerd. Yeah, imagine if you could rewatch some of your favorite films and completely forget about them. So it's like watching them anew. That's kind of what Emily's doing right now with her boyfriend. Yes, that's right. Emily's got a boyfriend. And, I'm uh, so glad you use that drop every time. He's never seen a lot of classics, including what you watched this weekend, The Hunger Games. I love that you call The Hunger Games a classic, but I guess since it, it did come it's out huge. in like 2010 or earlier, yeah. then yeah, it, it was a classic. It's incredible. I love this discussion of, you know, what would you watch for the first time if you could erase your brain? Because I've met somebody that is genuinely watching many things for now, the first time. Emily didn't erase his brain. It's just that he never watched the Hunger Games as a kid yeah. or as a growing up. The so. key to all of this is um, be, being a sheltered child, <laughs> and then uh, you won't, you know, have to experience anything until adulthood, including Lucky. watching the Hunger Games, 
which was really exciting. So I showed him the first one a couple of months ago, and then uh, we're about to go on a little road trip to Big Ben, and I wanted to listen to the brand, or not the brand new, but the, the one that's going to be the newest movie, the prequel. Yes. It's like Songbirds and Snakes or whatever. And so, it features uh, uh, the president, White before. Rose guy, before yeah. coming up in the same dystopian districts. Correct. So his rise to power. He's never President Snow. That's it. Yeah, President Snow. There. How you do go. I remember that? I don't. I was never I a Hunger Games head, but but I uh, haven't had the opportunity to show him. And so yesterday we watched the second one for his very first time. And man, it's so exciting to sit there and have somebody watch a movie that has come out years and years ago and it has been spoiled all over the internet and somehow he just did Did not retain any of that information. And you're getting exciting because you know a huge thing's coming up. So you get to watch the reactions. And it was so fun because I was like asking him throughout the movie, oh, how do you think this is going to end? And he's like, honestly, I really don't know how Katniss is going to get out of this one. But obviously she's going to survive because, you know, there's a couple other movies. But I don't really, I honestly have no idea. Maybe uh, it's just going to get to it and it's just going to be Katniss and Peta's going to die. And I was like, interesting. Now, did he also miss whenever Katniss, uh, the uh, event called the Fappening, when her nudes were released? I think he probably missed that too. Okay, good, because that's uh, that's mean and that violates her privacy. Anyhow, we did go see No Hard Feelings, and she does have a full frontal scene. She has a full nude fight scene, which is pretty awesome. He has seen her nude. Okay, that's that's important to me. Where she got paid. She got paid. Fair enough. Uh, I liked The Hunger Games. And I, I think I'd seen it because either with my sister or family or something. But I've had the same thing with my fiance where she got to guide me through several Marvel movies, including the first Guardians of the Galaxy, which she's a huge fan of and I'd never seen. And most recently, Emily, we watched all the Twilights. <gasps> no She way. took me through all the Twilights. And I, was, I did a good job not being a jerk about it. Well, you're allowed to. That's the thing with Twilight is now we've hit a point where enough time has passed where you have to watch Twilight and laugh. There are parts of it you can't just sit there and believe it's it. It's pretty damn corny. And again... But you have to enjoy it. I'm not the target audience, but when they all came out, I was like, oh, the, the music, the soundtrack slaps. But awesome. It looks... Like the previews, it looked corny with like the important emotional stuff. And if I would make fun of it, one, I hadn't seen it, so I really had no base. But two... People got mad. Mm-hmm. It was like Swifties or, oh, yeah. or Lady Gaga's Little Monsters. Like Twilight had its fans, and they would get rabid if you dare yeah. insult the greatness that was that movie. But now, yeah, you're right. It's kind of corny. My favorite part about that whole era is we had Twilight, we had uh, Hunger Games, and Harry Potter. And Harry Potter come all at the same out time. All at the same time. At least the movies. And oh my gosh, was it delicious to hear all yeah, of the fans you also just yell at each other. But not really at the same time. Those were kind of over, I think, by then, right? Okay, I guess um, so. But it was that was the big deal. And when Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter movie came out, it was in two parts, right? Um, Deathly Hollows part one and part two. And then Hunger Games was like, let's make Catching Fire or whatever, the last, Mockingjay. D- didn't need to be. It didn't need yeah, to be, but it's in two parts. Yeah. And then they were like, for Twilight, oh, let's make Eclipse two parts as well. And I remember as a Harry Potter fan, 
oh my gosh, I was so mad. Because they like, stole your... Stop copying what all of us Harry Potter fans have. Stop making me wait a year for, for a payoff that's yes, not that big. Because I was like, well, Harry Potter has probably, I think the last book has around 500 pages, 600 pages. That needs to be broken down into two parts. Hunger Games, it's a tiny book. It's meant for teens. It's meant for like baby babies. And Harry Potter's not. But Harry anyhow. Potter is not. Now, what's next on the list of stuff that if you could erase your memory and watch again, what are you going to watch again with him? Oh, I've already, I've already decided. He has never watched any of the classic girly 2000s movies or... He hasn't watched High School Musical. That, that, those songs, that doesn't really count. It does That's count. not his demographic. He's a young dude. Young dudes probably wouldn't watch that anyway. you got to find something. Okay, what about you? Me? I want to sit down with you and watch Star Wars. Because I've never seen any And of uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I've yeah. never seen either one of them. Okay, good. So does he have to come to that or can he Has stay he home? Has he seen them? Probably not. Uh, you both have to be there. <sighs> I would love to watch y'all watch Lord of the Rings. Well, the problem is, is some of it, I'd be like, hey, I'm, I'm really sorry about that part. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, because, you know, so much of it is tied. Yeah, it's aged, mm-hmm. and so much of it is tied into your identity that it does kind of get like, ooh. Uh, it's you know, a little cringy. It's not quite as good as I thought during yeah. this specific part, which is why I think you shouldn't watch the uh, director's cut, the extended versions of Lord of the Rings at all. But hey, let us know if you if you have a favorite film, something you absolutely loved, what would you go back and erase your memory and watch again? 512-835-1015. Text us and we'll compare notes coming up on the CJ Morgan Show. Funny, random, weird. The CJ Morgan Show. 101X. Emily, it's cold outside and not everyone is prepared as I am. I prepared by having matching Levi's jackets for my dog and I, but you, are you prepared for this cold? Is your car prepared for this cold? It never, ever is. I am having some issues with my brand new car, and I'm just trying to figure out how Brand the new heck used car. Well, okay, brand new used car from 2021. CJ. Okay, I didn't it's, say it's, it's old. It's, I'm just fine. Saying it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's new, new to, to you. It's new to me. Okay, but yesterday I was driving, and it got really, really cold while I was driving, and I got on the highway, and I realized I couldn't see anything, and that's oh, no. because my entire window's fogged up, and I couldn't figure out how my defrosters work. Okay, you got to hold your breath. Yeah. And then you wipe with your sleeve of your shirt, not your bare skin on the inside, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then hit your windshield wipers on the outside oh, it and was, hope that works. It was terrifying. Like, I had to try to... I did that. I wiped it off. I pulled over, and I found a spot, and I had to kind of maneuver things around because I went from having a 2011 Toyota Corolla to a 2021 Subaru Crosstrek, which is a big jump in technology. I know it seems silly, but I never really learned... How exactly you're supposed to be using your defroster? I'm gonna be honest. I don't know either. Older cars? You don't know? No, I remember the older cars I had had like little wires that were in the glass. Yeah, and so that's just, how mine did. You would just have to start it, and it would heat that portion, and it would slowly defrost and melt up. But there's yeah. also been you're sub- you have a defrost setting on your AC, and that didn't work when it's hot. No. And you would turn it cold, and that would sometimes work, but only for a second. I don't, I don't know, Emily. This sucks so, because I feel like you uh, were coming here for advice. I was, because I don't understand. And you're not going to get it. I don't know how defrosters work. When I'm trying to defrost my windows, 
am I supposed to use cold air if it's cold outside or hot air when it's cold outside? I mean, the hot air I remember was because when I grew up and was first started driving, we had to melt ice off the outside. It was literally defrost. It was taking yeah. the ice off. But as far as this would be more defogging, yeah. I'm not sure. What is the standard way to defog, defrost, de whatever your windows? Get a windshield. Uh, get, a get a windshield. windshield. Uh, yeah, do that. We first, do need that. First, first. <laughs> stop using a screen door taped to your car. <laughs> Uh, no, get a, get a window candle. So then a you just you, you light a little candle and then that way people can see you driving too. little hmm. candle right there. Okay. I feel like we need to ask people for advice so that I don't crash my car and maybe they can give us advice so that other people don't crash their car. So if you have any of that, you could text well, or call in 835 It's It's doing this because your breath is a high, it's a hot level of moisture hitting your cold windshield so you just have to have everything the same. All the all the different air temperatures is what's making this happen. Yeah. So what you need to do is either have cold breath or <laughs> have a hot car already. Okay. Like let it warm up for a little bit. That way the windshield temperature and the inside of your You're car just confusing me will more. be the same. How have we been driving for this long and we don't understand how to properly defog or defrost a car? You warm up your car. Do you have a remote start? No. Oh, wow. Didn't have remote start. (laughs) New car, my ass. Uh, (laughs) It's a 2021 and I didn't want to pay for that feature. And they didn't invent that feature until this year. Thank you. What about the recirculation? Is that does that mess it up if you have that on? Because I just recently learned what that button did in my car. Because I thought it was like, oh, it's going to... I actually had no idea it what It might be meant. better because then you're keeping the already warm air from your engine recirculating through How the vehicle. How do we not know this? I don't know what to use. And now that it's getting colder, I'm worried that that's going to happen again. Um, after a quick Google search, it says that... Uh, let's see. So the fastest way to defrost the windshield is to make the air around as hot and dry as possible. Okay. So I guess that means air conditioning, turning off the air recirculation and cracking the windows helps to keep the air dry. But my problem was yesterday. It's raining. It was raining. So it was cold outside, but it was raining. And then it was warm inside, but it was wet. (sighs) Put on this radio show and it will dry anything up quick. I just don't. Just right away. I feel like these are the things that I never learned in driving school. That would have been very important. To be fair, it's different with different like vehicles. We've Is done. It? I've, yes, I've I've done different things. I don't think so. There has to be a standard. There has to be something that everybody is doing and that we aren't, and they're keeping this little secret, and I'm just going to... They just want me to die on the highway. I think I know what everyone's doing that you're not. What? Getting a newer car. Jeez. My car is new. I'm just picking on you. Some of Austin's most haunted places are right in the midst of our fair city. That's what we're going to talk about right now. A couple of spooky areas in and near downtown. We've mentioned the Driscoll Hotel. Absolutely. Uh, We've talked about the Moonshine Bar and Patio. But now we're going to talk about something in the middle of campus where you went to school, Emily. 
the haunted Littlefield house. Oh my gosh, I love this house. Did you ever go with friends and look at the Littlefield house, or was it more just casually walking by on West Campus? I casually walked by it to get to class because it's right next to the communications well, building. Not only is it a haunted house. It's but a haunted home. It looks haunted. It's, it's a whole family, honey. It's it's a straight up haunted home because it's got the Queen Anne style. And it's what a, beautiful. what the Queen Anne style was, which was very popular uh, by rich people in the early 1900s. It's, it's a massive house with a lot of uh, porches, a lot of columns, a lot of gothic features. And it's asymmetrical. So the house doesn't match up from one side to the other. It looks completely different. It's known to have like rounded turrets and towers and such Mm -hmm. that don't really match some of the other square features of it. So the Haunted Little Field House has all that. It's on 302 West 24th Street. Unfortunately, you can't just go inside. I know. That's why I've never been in. Which is a bummer. It's owned by the University of Texas. It's closed, but you can drive by and look look at it and apparently see the ghost of Alice Littlefield. It was built by George Littlefield in 1893, and allegedly he locked his wife in the attic. Oh my God. And that's where she remained until she passed away, and now her ghost haunts the attic. On top of that, other people have died there. What? So he locked his wife in the attic to die. That's where he kept her to live until she did die. That's also according to ghostcitytours.com. Oh, I see. So who knows if that's actually the history of it or true. I but see. Workers have died in that house. Students have broken and died in that house. Really? There's a piano player that I guess died in the house because apparently you can hear a piano playing. But the biggest haunting is you can see the ghost of Anne Littlefield uh, walking through or peering out some of the upstairs windows late at night. Somebody help her. Go get her. She's been stuck up there for so long. If a haunted mansion in the middle of downtown is not scary enough, let me get straight up to a haunted Haunted, there it goes, a haunted lunatic asylum. Whoa! Whoa. And cemetery. That's right. Right in the middle of Austin in Hyde Park is the Texas State Lunatic Asylum, which was opened in 1861, and the Austin State Hospital Cemetery. Yes, I've heard of this one. Right there nearby, both, I think, off of uh, Shoal Creek. Uh, It was a temporary and occasionally permanent home for the mentally ill population, and it was in operation for a very long time. But according uh, to Culture Map, there was a lot of mysterious things that happened there, such as people's family members being checked in, never checking out, uh, disappearances, mistreatment of the patients within, Mm -hmm. which started to uh, have regular regular hauntings and regular things going on because you have these tortured souls that were committed to an asylum, some justly, some maybe not, that ended their their lives ended in this very spooky, scary place. And that's the thing, okay? You can't create something as evil as, as an insane asylum and not expect for people to haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. You got to be nice to people. And there's a alleged, and again, all this is according to like ghost storytelling no, kind of things. No, it's real. But they, it's real. Allegedly, they experimented on patients there. Uh, there were men who had their wives locked up 
just to get their inheritance. In the but attic? Not, <laughs> like, that's a theme of this, isn't why? it? No, why had, are you locking your wife up? Had, had people committed, family members committed to then get their inheritance money mm. because if they were uh, put in there and said they were insane, then that was it. Then they could get their stuff. Mm. Uh, so those are just a few of the spooky haunted places. Uh, the Austin State Hospital Cemetery and the uh, former Austin, uh, what, what did I keep calling it? The Texas State Lunatic Asylum. And, of course, the Littlefield House, not too far from each other, over on West Campus for the Littlefield House and over in Hyde Park for the uh, cemetery Do you think and they go insane visit asylum. each other? Uh, the, like they haunt each other? Like I, they go visit? They stop by? Trick or treat? I think when you're haunted, you're kind of stuck in the area you're at. You know, Beetlejuice mm. kind of taught you that. It's all about, oh, you know, there's true. a spatial, you can't leave that space. So we better not die in the studio because I am, I'm not going to be stuck here for the rest oh, of eternity. Oh, God, at work? Yeah. Oh, the worst. Did you know McDonald's Szechuan dipping sauce really came back into relevancy back uh, a couple years ago with the Rick and Morty episode? Here's the thing, though. Did you know the McDonald's Szechuan sauce wasn't Szechuan at all because the Szechuan peppercorn was banned in the United States at the time of the original promotion? What the heck was it? Doesn't matter because we still like it. It's did you know where you learn things and you know those things have to be true because we start them by saying, Did you know? Did you know? This is a little sad, but also... Oh, yeah, let's go. Go ahead. Another sad did you know on a rainy day. Why not? This is what we need, right? Uh, did you know that North Korea enlists around 2,000 women as part of what is translated in English as a pleasure squad? Hell, yeah. These are attractive women who provide entertainment and sexual services for top officials. Um, and it was created by Kim Jong-un's Grandfather. Yeah, I bet this is really sad. Never mind. Why did I say hell yeah? I, uh, I mean, I think they get paid. This is like an actual, you know, like I, I think they are paid f- and they get a lot of special treatment because they have, this has been around for a while now. Uh, so it's just like, you know, it's just part of their culture, but also kind of weird, but also kind of cool. Did you know? Pleasure Squad was the original name of the show. Yeah, it was. Was it, it really? Because no. yeah, out of you know, well, no one, no one was getting any joy from this, <laughs> including pleasure? Matt and myself. Yeah. yeah, and the listeners. Hey, actually, did you know James Cameron pulled a fast one? Uh, he made the movie Titanic just so he could get a dive to the shipwreck funded by the studio. The shipwreck had recently been located. He wanted to go down there. He got the studio to pay for it under the guise that they were making this huge blockbuster movie. Didn't care about the movie at all. Turned out to be like a billion dollar making movie. Just wanted to go see it. Yeah, but his whole thing was, I don't care about making a movie. I don't care about any of that. I just want to go see the ship. And I think he was underwater when 9-11 happened. So he came up from underwater and 9-11 had happened. He missed a 9-11. Really? I didn't say I did you know because I don't know if that's true. Yeah, oh, I don't, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not falling for that. Uh, but did you know? If you have a static on an old TV set, I don't think anyone has an old TV set unless they're doing something gimmicky or vintage. But you used to have a lot of static if you weren't on an actual channel or the cable was connected. Uh, did you know? Part of the static scene is caused by the cosmic microwave background radiation from the Big Bang, which is the just... Just that. It's just a bunch of 
radio waves and things from when it happened. And we can only see, like our universe, Emily, it's a bubble. It is a bubble. We can only see as far as the light. Like, like, we, like we don't know what's around it because we can only see the light that has traveled to us this far. Yeah. So we're seeing more yeah. and more. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. growing. Enough of the we're science. See- Most more important about that static is that sometimes it was because you were on a, a cable channel that you didn't pay for. Yeah. And if you mm. watch really closely. You can see a boob. You can see a boob. Really? Absolutely. In the static? Yes. And you, you guys know got off to static boobs back then? It was really it was a tough time. What? Yes. Oh, scrambled, time. Dude, Aaron. scrambled porn was a thing. Oh, man. <laughs> As of today, AI has met its match. Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. He's a big fan of T.I. AI, not so much. It's Matt Bearden. Is it weird or is it wired? Yeah, we're all a little afraid of what the future of artificial intelligence might bring. But as of today, it's met its foe, which is a 100-plus page executive order from the White House. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. This is too boring. This is too boring. (laughs) Basically, what happened is the White House has been pressuring Congress for the last two years. We need to have some kind of framework so the people working in AI know what they're working toward. One, uh, I guess it would be to curtail a little bit of evil, but also if you're spending millions of dollars developing AI, you don't necessarily want to go too far if you feel like you're going to be pulled back by government officials later on. Does that make sense? Yeah. So for two years now, they've been saying, let's have some kind of framework, some kind of framework. Well, I don't know if you've been paying attention to Congress as of late, but... Really, nothing's gotten done for two years. There's been back and forth hearings about somebody's laptop. They're, they're, they lost the Speaker of the House. They went through 18 they got other another candidates. One, though. That guy's going to yeah. be fun. So it's been kind of kooky. So they just basically said, okay, we're going to end around you and put some kind of framework out there. If you guys are mad at the framework, you can make a law, and I may sign it. Um, it's just that we have to have something there. It's a 100-page executive order. This came out this morning. Ask me if I've read the 100-plus pages. Too boring. Have you? Too boring. Absolutely, Absolutely boring. not. Cannot oh, okay. Compute. Good, good, good. Yeah, I'm not that old. Uh, but basically, sure. there's a few notable actions with the executive order. That's according to the experts who have read through it. Uh, developers of powerful foundation models will be required to share safety test results and other critical information with the U.S. government. That might sound a little nefarious. Some people are worried, well, why are you sharing it with the government? What's the government going to do? But they're just saying, look, we know that a lot of times you need to create your own. We know from talking to people who create AI that you create your own barriers, these bumpers to keep your AI from, you know, going out of control. Oh, yeah, taking over the world. And they said, we want to know what are your bumpers? How do you set them up? How have you tested? We want to know that you're actually doing that due diligence. Some people may say that's overregulation, but... Think of it this way. It's better to have some kind of regulation than just having a, a J-hole go out there and create something that, that really is just used to break into your files and shut your company down. Things like that, mm-hmm. right? That's the biggest or one. Or to unleash a robot army on you. A robot army. Nobody wants to deal with a robot army. Not the robot army. Uh, the Department of Commerce wants to develop guidance for content authentication and watermarking. Basically, they want to say you have to clearly label AI-generated content as AI-generated content. Here's I, a really important reason. I think that's a fine, fine idea. I don't know if you saw it over the weekend, but Gal Gadot. Do you guys know who Gal Gadot? Yeah, is? Yes. she yes. was uh, super 
Well, she was Wonder Woman? Yes. Point mm-hmm. being, yeah, she's a uh, movie star. A speech came out from her talking about how the incursion of Israeli troops into Gaza is a good thing and that more members of uh, more residents of Gaza should be killed. The problem is it was fake. It's completely fake. It's yeah. a deep I fake, but this. it is insanely good. Now, her career is sort of maybe destroyed. I don't know how long it'll take for everyone to figure out, well, that didn't actually happen. They took an old speech of hers, filtered the whole thing into an AI, and then rebuilt word for word the speech, but it looks like she's speaking and it sounds exactly like she's speaking. They're saying, look, before we start destroying all these careers and maybe launching wars, we should probably have some kind of clear watermark on this stuff so that oh, yeah. people understand, hey, this isn't real. It didn't happen. Now, we all know how Facebook works and Twitter works. It may not change the loopy-loos out there, but for a lot of us who want to know if something's fake or not, it would be kind of helpful to know without us having to start digging well, they down. they just label really everything fake. You can't believe the fact-checkers. Well, I know that that's what some people are going to say, but I also know that when I'm reading through stuff, I don't want to have to do 30 minutes of due diligence on every single tweet sure. I'm looking at. I got, mm-hmm. I got an idea. Same as I've done with my credit, how I just ruined it so people can't hack it. Let's just ruin our on-air reputation now so we don't have to worry about AI. So when I count down from three, let's say the worst, most vile, inappropriate radio word. Ready? Three, two, one. Poop. Hey, y'all didn't do it. I just want you fired. Emily and I are doing a show together. I'm new at this, okay? I can't get fired yet. It's National Candy Corn Day. And it's one of the worst candies of all time. We're going to talk about that list right now on Clickbait Corner. How are we supposed to make money on the internet? The internet? That thing's still around. Computer load up, celery man, please. Yes. That's right. We click the clickbait so you don't have to. And BuzzFeed has given us the most recent poll of the worst candies to give out, to enjoy, to treat on Halloween, and it is National Candy Corn Day. So I will tell you, Candy Corn, Emily, I'm very sorry, it is on the top ten list. Oh, you are so weak. You are so weak, CJ. Candy Corn is delicious. It's sweet. It's iconic. The colors are beautiful. The chew of Candy Corn, the texture, amazing. I'm very neutral. It's all pocket-sized I don't care. as well. I did. I'm just right here. I'm not, I'm not aggressively angry about it, Yeah. but I'm also not going to eat it. I am aggressively for candy corn. I think it's a beautiful fall snack. Well, let's go through the list of the uh, top 10 worst candies to have on Halloween. Starting with number 10, Lemonheads. 30% of people polled say they hate Lemonheads. I love Lemonheads. It's funny. Every time that we leave... Um, the office at the front, we have that basket of, of candy. Halloween candy, and there's lemon heads. <laughs> there's always lemon heads, and yeah. I feel like I'm the only one that takes them. But lemon is delicious. Uh, one of mine made the list. Number nine, Almond Joy. Thirty four percent of people hate Almond Joys. Blech. I thoroughly enjoy. I like coconuts. I like almonds. The only thing I wish Almond Joy would do is, you know how they have mounds? Don't mounds have dark chocolate and coconut. Almond Joy's regular milk chocolate. I would prefer dark chocolate, coconut, and an almond. Yeah. But 34% of people hate them. Number nine. Number eight, jelly beans. 35% of people do not like them. Don't do that for Halloween. That's not Halloween. That's not Halloween, though. Yeah, those little, like, packages of jelly beans. No. Who wants that? That's gross. Uh, And then normally the the Halloween-themed ones are the the Burt's Bots Everything flavored beans and... 
If you're the sick people that try to give somebody ear wax flavored jelly beans, your house is going to get egged. You're going to get egged by me and Emily. Yep. Uh, number seven, hot tamales. Similar problem with jelly beans. They get all stuck and crunchy and in there. Nope. Hot tamales are okay. Hate cinnamon. They're a little hot. Yeah, if you're not a cinnamon fan, it's a tough one. Um, number five, these are pretty sucky too. Red Hots. Ugh, yeah. my mom loves those. That's an old person candy. Yeah, and they don't make your breath better. I feel like I don't mind some cinnamon gum because it'll kind of sit there for a minute and I'll have better breath. But the tamales, the Red Hots, they don't do it for me. Number four, looks like a lot of people hate cinnamon, Emily. Atomic fireballs. 44% oh my god! Just people. kidding. That's what my mom used to get. They, they're all the same in my head. I remember as a kid, those were the thing to have, and you would try to deal with the pain and and just you know let them let them dissolve until they weren't as hot, and you'd get oh. to the center. But it's just it's a hard, crunchy. Like what is it's it? It's not painful, good. and it reminds me of my bad decisions that I made in college. Uh, well, they're number four on the list, and they're pretty bad. Number three, dots just get stuck in your teeth. They're too bad. They're gooey. They're chewy. Number they don't taste two, like anything. No, they don't. They taste like sugary the gelatin. Like whatever that, uh, whatever the middle of all those jelly beanie kind of candy is that just like thick, firm, see-through. The, yeah, it's like a it's uncomfortable. opaque sugar paste gum. Number two, jawbreakers. 45% say they hate jawbreakers. That number is not high enough. It should be much, much higher uh, making the list all the way at number one, an Easter candy. Top of the list. Peeps. 52% Ew. of people say they hate peeps. Nobody's giving out peeps on Halloween. Not for Halloween, but there are those little peanut things that are, you know, we just talked about the gelatiny fill of the other stuff. Peeps and those peanuts and those other things have like a spray foam fill. Yeah. Pretty bad. Uh, They're missing some on this list. Yeah, you might notice I left out number six which was uh, your beloved candy corn, only at number six. Yeah. 42% of people uh, say they hate them. Just missing the list. Uh, Tootsie Rolls at number 11. Those are disgusting. Smarties at 13. Cadbury Cream Eggs, also not whatever for this. Um, And Bitto Honeys at number 18. Those Um, were pretty bad. Yeah. Those uh, are the ones that... I don't know why, but whenever I look at a Bitto honey piece of candy, it reminds me of child farts. Gross. I don't know what it is, uh, but like I look at it and I'm like, that's going to smell like a child. That's a high ranking one on this list that we all hate. Child farts. Gross. The The worst candy. What movie would you erase your mind to go back and watch again with no memory of it? Uh, Emily and I talked about that earlier in the show because her boyfriend's never seen Hunger Games. Emily's never seen Lord of the Rings. So like, whoa. Like, whoa, whoa. dude. Um, How amazing is it to watch something that might be considered a classic that everyone else has seen and you have no knowledge of it. So now we just get to watch you watch this amazing thing. I love it. Yep. And then you get to feel all the feels and, and just vicariously live through somebody else. It's. It's pretty amazing. It seems like we got a lot of uh, text messages. People like to talk about this because, man, do we love love media. Um, Let's see. We had somebody text in and say, uh, I don't know if this is a joke or not, but hard candy and sausage party. Have you seen? (laughs) 
No, that not at all. That's they're they're joking. Okay. In good. fact, d- delete that. Okay. They're gone forever. They're they're gone. They don't understand what they're doing. Um, somebody said that they would erase all memory of the Matrix trilogy because that was amazing. But also, Get Out and Hereditary. Hereditary. If you haven't seen it yet and nothing's been spoiled about what happens. Don't watch it. It's it's incredible. Uh, no, thank you. It's scary. Uh, the first Matrix incredible. would be pretty tight, but you were watching it back then would be different than watching it now because the technology these days kind of like you would I don't be know. less impressed, less impressed, and also you'd be like, oh yeah, that's totally what's going to happen. I think the Matrix brought forth that kind of discussion that people have had about there being our reality not being real. Are we living in a simulation? That sort of thing. Simulation theory has been talking like that was big in like the 2013. So it was big when kinda. it originally came out, but now it just wouldn't hit the same. Well, I'm saying because it, it wasn't big. The movie made these sort of things big. And then the, it's we've already gone through phases of people talking about it. And so going back and watching it, it's not new. You would have to erase more stuff in the zeitgeist to enjoy Matrix. You're making thoroughly. it too confusing. And of course you are. Because okay, yeah, it's a, just it's a Matrix movie. Because yeah. I was told. Uh-huh. Uh, what about somebody said <laughs> The Departed is something they wish they could see again. Pretty tight movie. Is that the one sure. where he eats the bear? Or he sleeps in the bear? No, that's probably Revenant with Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Departed uh, Jack Nicholson. Uh, shipping up to Boston with, by the Dropkick Murphys. Oh, and he goes, uh, give me the shelter. Departed. The Padded, the Daily Departed. Uh, oh. Matt Damon is in it. Gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's a good one. What about Forrest Gump? That might be kind of fun. Yeah. Although I love the idea of you, of nobody knowing anything about Forrest Gump, but then they have, uh, what's the, the chain of restaurants? Bubba Gump. Yeah, but then they just go to Bubba Gump. And oh, it's like, real. There's this like really good restaurant that I go to. It's called Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. I think it's like, uh, I think it's a family owned business. It's, it's absolutely delicious. Best shrimp I've ever had. Not knowing that it's just a chain for Forrest Gump. they ripped off Gump. from the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, Jurassic Park, specifically when the T-Rex makes his first appearance. Yeah. Do you think that that is no, another one th- that would suffer the th- Matrix theory? Not, No, I think that just suffers the, like, you're an adult now theory, and that kind of hit different watching it as a kid. Mm. When watching I, it for the first time when you were little, yeah. that movie was nuts. When it was I, scary. Uh, you were seeing dinosaurs like you'd never seen on the big screen before. Oh, yeah. I don't think it I don't think it hits the same now. When I went on the Jurassic Park ride in Universal Studios Orlando at the end... Spoiler alert, there's a giant T-Rex that comes at you, and man, the first time that I rode that ride, I did not expect that giant T-Rex to be there, and it was incredible. Then I rode it a second time, the lights were on too for some reason, and then you got to see the animatronic, and you're like, oh man... That wasn't as good. I shouldn't have done it again. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have Fair done enough. gone through that ride again. So it, it works the same with uh, movies as well. You may roll your eyes at his antics, but we know you're still listening. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X. <laughs>